Hey guys, how you doing today? Can I get you started with something to drink? Is your aging loved one home alone, forgetting to take medicine or pay bills? The Caregiver Cafe with Roz Jones has a menu of resources to serve your caregiver needs. As a caregiver, Roz understands your daily challenges. This podcast focuses on the unique and dynamic issues of caregiving. Welcome back again to the Caregiver Cafe, and we have another delicious menu for you for you today, and we're going to be talking about uh Caregivers in faith crisis, where is God in all of this? Caregivers in faith crisis, where is God in all of this? And we have one of my favorite comeback guests, (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Herbert Bishop Apostle (laughs) Herbert. (laughs) So I want want you to introduce yourself. Tell them about, you know, who you are, what you do, and about the business that you have as well. Sure. Uh, Thank you, Ross, for inviting me to be a part of your awesome, awesome um, engagement with the um, uh, Caregivers Cafe. I am um, Herbert Brisbane University Chaplain here at Dillard University, but also the founder of of Handle Yours Coaching, uh, where I work with those caregivers that need someone that can hold them accountable and push them to the next level and uh, where they can get to a place where they can embrace the fact that it's okay to take care of self first and not be ashamed of taking care of self first, because as any person that travels or flies in a plane, they tell you, whenever we lose pressure, you need to put the mask on yourself first. And so often we as caregivers have a tendency to be guilted into the place of not wanting to take care of ourselves. But I challenge those caregivers to then in turn, take care of yourself first. And in doing so, you're then able to provide even greater care to those persons that have been placed in your hands. So I am the Handle Yours coach that challenges you to handle yours first. And I'm excited to be here with you on today. So we getting ready to handle it right now. We getting ready. <laughs> yes, handle it. <laughs> we we getting ready to handle it. Um, t- today, um, and as, as we see fit, we want to talk about caregivers and faith crisis moments. Where is God in all of this? As we grow older, a lot of times our aging loved ones become, you know, they, they age with God, you know, you know, faith is more important to them and so on and so forth. But the person that's taking care of them sometimes loses faith. Mm-hmm. They lose the faith. And like, you're like, Lord, I ain't signed up for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that, Herbert. Well, one of the things, you know, um, in the midst of it all, a lot of times when we end up starting taking care of persons, we don't realize how much it really takes out of us as an individual. Because one of the things as a caregiver, it literally saps the very virtue out of you because you have individuals that are depending upon you in order to do what they can't do for themselves. And so um, it it really requires you to then in turn begin to recalibrate, um, realign yourself and reposition yourself so that you're able to then in turn um, operate with healthy boundaries that need to be established. And that's another growth uh, growth edge. For some, because no is a holy word, but when that's your mama or your daddy and you've been there all the time and and, uh, some of the things that they're doing is um, inflicting wounds and not helping, you're going to have to say no is enough and begin to take care of yourself. And then in the midst of those moments when you've been taking care of everyone else and you're depleted, you get to a place where you're wondering and questioning who's taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, you love God. I love taking care of them. But why, God, where are you in all of this? 
And that's something that is real, because even in the Bible, you can see individuals who've been taking care of everyone else. One in particular that comes to mind, and I think about Elijah, who goes on the battle of Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. And in the midst, he's fighting for everybody else. But he then in turn get intimidated by um, Jezebel, just by a word that was being sent. And he then in turn runs and gets to a place where he literally sits under the tree and say, God, I wish you would just take my life. Mm -hmm. And that's despair. And we don't want to talk about those moments of despairs and faith crisis, um, caretaking moments when they are caretaking crisis, when you don't have it within you to continue to push to that next level. How do you then in turn maintain your sobriety? How do you maintain your um, actual uh, your reality? How do you maintain just a sense of balance um, if there ever is a word in caretaking? And so um, when you are in a place where your equilibrium is out, it makes it very difficult for you to stand. And so that's when we talking about that whole thing around crisis and caretaking. It is real. It's it's not something to play with, because if you're not careful, it will take you out of here. I want to ask this question. A lot of times when when we take on a lot of, as a caregiver, I'm guilty, even even in a private duty setting. I go mm-hmm. above and beyond. I I go beyond what you pay me. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go beyond that. And sometimes I'm like, God, it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. When is enough enough? I can't do anymore. And so, and so, and so, can we talk about that? When you know, you just, you know, you're trying to make sure you're okay, but instead of making sure you're okay, you know, you're putting them first and and trying to make sure everything's okay, but they're still complaining, they're still not happy, they're still bitter. God, what else can I do? Can you address that? Yeah, um, there comes a place where you have to give yourself permission to say enough is enough. Mm. But it requires you to take an honest, honest, honest look in the mirror and do an assessment of self and say what you can and cannot do mm-hmm. and be honest with yourself to thine own self be true. And in the midst of you doing that, I thank God for my faith crisis moments, my caretaking crisis moments, because there were times I couldn't do it. And I had to be honest. And I think about at um, prior to my relocation to um, New Orleans, I was living in D.C. and taking care of a cousin of mine. He was a trach patient. He had a trach, a feeding tube, and he was on dialysis. Mm. And his family was in South Carolina. They had to move him from South Carolina to Maryland in order to get proper care. And so, um, and he he had a stroke, um, had heart issues, diabetes. Uh, so it was a number of things. And so I was the only person for almost two years that had immediate access to taking care of him. But I never forget one night um, it had gotten so bad that he just cried and wanted me to stay there with him. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do this tonight. I had to be honest and say, I needed to go home and take care of me. Mm. And again, I had to recognize that he was guilting me because of the plea. But I had to find conviction in myself to say, let me take care of me. And um, from that day forward, that night, and I told him, I said, that night proved to you and to me that you have the strength to do what you need to do to get up out of here. And that was a turning for him as well, because you could feel the depression in the room. You could feel um, death in the room because mm. it was at that place. And he was on the verge of death just to some point. But we thank God that today he's now back um, in South Carolina with his fa- with um, his mom and everyone there, all of my cousins and stuff there. But the whole point of me sharing that is saying that I recognize at that moment I couldn't do it anymore. 
Because if I wasn't careful, I would end up in the hospital somewhere or just not being able to be functional. And so these are things that you have to recognize and be honest with yourself as to what you can and can't do. You know, uh, many couples, particularly those who are in their uh, 70s, 80s and 90s. I took I took care of a gentleman. His wife, uh, Alzheimer's was awful. He's but he said this. I made a vow in front of God until death do us part and in sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. And see that era didn't doesn't like putting anybody in a nursing home or into a facility. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, you know, where is God in that? You know, I I, I think when they say and you know in sickness and in health and or into, there's there's a still a limit. There's still mm-hmm. a limit. Can you talk about that? There is a limit. And I mean, I just think about my grandmother who, um, my grandfather who had fallen and, 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 and broken his neck, which confined him to the bed and to the place where she couldn't really mope. She was not mobile herself. So she depended upon her children. She had four children and then us, the grandkids that will come around. But then there comes a time when you know that your body can't do it. Your body just physically cannot do it. It's not that you're not taking care of them, but if you have to put them in a home, and I know we, the black community especially, mm-hmm. are not one that prizes ourselves on putting them in a home, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order so that you can have some sobriety for yourself and for the individuals that you're taking care of. That is a reality, and we have to make that assessment and to thine own self be true. Because your physical body, although your mind is saying you can, as the old song says, my mind is telling me <laughs> no, but my body is, it, no, you got to listen to your <laughs> your body and yield because it's going to tell you no, you know, moving forward. And, and it's okay. And that's why I begin to challenge those persons in um, that are caretaking. You need to rid yourself of guilt and get conviction. Guilt causes you to stay in a very oppressed state Mm -hmm. and it doesn't leave. But conviction leads you to a place of truth and peace. And you have to know the difference. And if guilt doesn't come with peace, conviction comes with peace. What is it that God is convicting you about as it relates to that caretaker? And yeah, you made your vows and to death do you part sickness and in health. But um, guess what? You putting them in a home, that's not breaking your vows actually you putting them in a home is actually helping them because the reality is for some of us and i think about another friend of mine who recently i was just sharing with and praying for because their mother is very bitter towards their father and the father now is on the verge of um, kidney failure and the mother because of the past hurt and pain haven't relinquished those things is now punishing the father who needs help come on now That's another issue that we got to think about when we talk about faith crisis. You know, it talks about forgiveness and the whole nine and reconciling. And don't get me wrong. Karma is good or she can be bad. Either way you look at it, you know, um, she's still going to be the. the, the, (laughs) I realize this might not be the audience for that, but you know what I'm saying? You can say Uh, (laughs) she she could be a good or bad bitch at at, at, at the the end end of the the day. day. That's because right. what you put out there is going to come back to you, but you do have a choice mm-hmm. to operate on the air of good or bad. And um, and that's something that we got to really think about when we are dealing with that and knowing the boundaries, knowing your limitations, knowing you have the power to choose what is right, to choose life and not death. Because if you're not careful, the caretaker, nine times out of 10, when they don't choose on the side of health, 
they end up dying before the individual whom they're taking care of. My goodness. You know, I, um, a, a story time for my, my grandmother took care of my grandfather and she eventually had to put him in a nursing home. My grandmother might have been five one, and my grandfather was six feet. You know, so it got, like you said, it got to the point to where she couldn't physically mm-hmm. handle him. And so mm-hmm. I never forget, he said, well, you took a vow that said in sickness and in health. But she said, I only expected maybe a mosquito bite or a broken leg. I didn't expect, you, you know. <laughs> and that's real. That's real. That is real. And you have to reconcile within yourself how you plan to expedite this. How do you plan to move beyond this place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, I'd, like a lot of them said, I didn't sign up for this, you know. You know, uh, you know, like she said, uh, a scratch, a mosquito bite, a splinter in the finger, you know, a broken arm, a broken foot, something like that. But not, you know, um, you keep having these strokes and now you're at the point to where I can't I can't lift you. You know, I can't get you in the tub. You know, it was it was just too much. It was too much. And so that comes with having those hard conversations with the family, if Mm -hmm. you have family or just having it with your spouse and letting them know what you can't do. Because if you throw your back out, what good is it? If if you your hip is broken, what What? what good is it? Because if you fall and break something, y'all both are in need now. Who's going to be there for you? And, and you know, Uh, going back to my, you know, my grandmother was the matriarch. And when all of this started happening happening and you know as i think back now she sat down the kids as well as the grandchildren and said hey this is what's happening your grandfather's going into the nursing home this is what money's going to be missing i'm splitting it up between everybody so everybody got to send me a check on the first of the month so i can take care of my bills didn't nobody argue <laughs> didn't nobody say nothing it was real he has to go in a nursing home and part of this money is going to be gone because mm-hmm. you know what happens when they go in the check is gone you mm-hmm. know but you, you know it it was a conversation that I never forgot it was something that now as I look back and being a caregiver I tell that story all the time as my grandmother said I just thought it was going to be a mosquito bite or a broken leg I didn't know you was going to be like this you yeah, know and, somebody knows the fate Right. And so he was trying to guilt her in it. And she said, honey, that ain't going to work. You're behind going to the nursing home. <laughs> yeah. At the end of yeah. the day. So, you know, you know, it's particularly for husband and wives. When you do take that vow, I think I think they take that vow. Um, they use it just like my grandfather was trying to use it with, with my grandmother, you know, and, and, and I think it's wrong. And we have to understand that there are limits to anything. Mm hmm. So I just wanted to put that out there, Herbert, if you please add something else. Well, I mean, you've said a mouthful that there are limitations and it's about you. Again, you're going to hear me repeat the same thing over and over. Take care of yourself and be okay with it. Don't be guilted in it, but walk with conviction and knowing that you're putting in place the necessary um, processes that could be beneficial for both of you. Because if you're putting yourself first, Mm. give yourself permission to put yourself first then the other individual will be taken care of as well. And that's something that we all are guilty of. You know, we don't want to, if you really love someone and and being conditioned in our tradition, um, that's not something that you want to do, but you're going to have to do what's best because the reality is you're not able to take care of them or bring somebody in that can assist you in taking care of. 
your loved one, you know. And, and, and I'm glad you said that part. You may not be able to afford to have someone come in. And then that's when you have to make the decision, okay, this person may have to go to a facility, you know, because mm-hmm. also, too, in not only in the black community, but in a lot of communities, no one financially prepared for someone staying at home, someone coming in to take care of them. Uh, a lot of people didn't know about long-term care insurance. You know, uh, I didn't find out about it until I got into the healthcare business. Mm-hmm. And even when my dad was in the military, uh, he talked about it, but I didn't understand it. And, mm-hmm. you know, now it's 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 part of the, you know, this is what we have to do to take care of someone type thing. But, um, you know, I just I just want to, you know, make sure that people understand that their faith is going to be tested as a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And it really is, you know, at those moments of God, where are you? Because it's interesting. We're working on a series with my students um, for this fall. And um, because someone made a comment that young people don't have faith Mm. and I had to check them because they really do. If you are, because two things they're going to do, I love God or God, where are you? That still shows that there's some type of wrestling with who God is and where God is Mm -hmm. in all of this. And so even in our own um, caretaking moments, you come with an attitude of I love God or God, uh, where are you or why God? Those are the three, you know, three Mm -hmm. questions that you I love you. But how is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I here? Those are faith moments because, again, you never anticipated that your husband or your your wife would be on the bed of affliction in the fa- in the manner that they are, or that loved one. You never ever imagine you being the one that's now being there to assist and to take care of somebody, to wipe their behind, or take them to the bathroom, or you know, to feed them. You never thought that you'll be the one that's there fighting, trying to get them off of the toilet because they don't know how to get up for themselves because they've now been impacted by a stroke. The person that you married is no longer the person that you're now taking care of because of the illness. See, these are the things that really begin to impact us, because when you sit down and think about the paralytic um, who was there on the bed for 38 years and Jesus comes and said, do you want to be made well? For some of us, we've been in, a, in that situation for so long, we don't know what it's like to walk in well. Mm. Our well is being in sickness, if that make any sense. So that's something that we have to really wrestle with. And then, uh, you know, just finding that place where you can then in turn um, allow your soul to be made whole. I love Beyonce's new makeup, You Won't Break My Soul. But that illness will break your soul if you're not careful. And if your soul is broken, mm. then guess what? Your joy is not there. Your peace is not there. And you can't walk in the abundance of God's love. Wow. That's all I can say, Herbert. <laughs> but it's real. There, We all have our crisis. And the thing that really gets me is that we want to put on our church superficial face. But when you go back and look at persons like Hannah, who wrestled because she did, she wanted to bear a child and was in a place of discouragement. And it wasn't until she got on her face and began to really have a serious conversation with God that um, uh, Samuel, uh, Eli saw her and then in turn said, God bless her. And then later she conceived. But at the end of the day, she had a faith crisis. Mm. We can go on down the line and begin to look at other individuals that had their moments. Even David, if you begin to look at the Psalms, many of them were written because he had a faith crisis. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. But he had to pin that as a reminder of who God was because he was wrestling with his own stuff. Mm. 
and we can go on down the line. You know, that's just those are just a few of the individuals. Or better yet, going to um, Jarius, who's there, who is a man of authority. Mm-hmm. His daughter is dying. dying. He then in turn sends, he doesn't send anyone. He goes to get Jesus for himself. You know, so these are things that we got to think about and not be so highly, so high, heavenly minded that we're not earthly good and begin to work through our stuff because it's in that. It says work out your own soul salvation in fear and trembling. And, and that's a part of that whole thing around growth and faith crisis. They come and they go. Job, one who goes through his own cycle. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It ain't mine from the start. Mm. But again, and, you know, that's something that I'm learning myself, you know. So it's a continual growth on all of our parts. Wow. I want to end part one right here. (laughs) And then when we get to part two, I want to go back and revisit those three questions. Um, I want to thank Dr. Herbert so much for uh, coming in and speaking. We're going to go to part two. Uh, You know, I love to do two series with him because he always gives nice, good, juicy information (laughs) dr herbert tell them where they can find you and tell them about your business again so that they can connect with you certainly i am um, reverend herbert brisbane university chaplain at dillard university but also the founder of handle yours coaching i can be found on social media outlets the lawless chaplain on instagram and also um hab3 underscore brisbane at instagram but my website, you can find it at um, HAB3.life. Um, and my information is on my social media outlets and Facebook. So I will be more than happy to um, help and reach out and connect in whatever form of fashion. I am here at your disposal. I am your handle, yours coach that challenges you to take care of yourself first without guilt, but with conviction. And I am honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the Caregiver Cafe. Y'all know he's one of my favorites, so he'll be coming back again. <laughs> so once again, this is the Caregiver Cafe. We thank you so much. We hope that you have dined sufficiently on this information. And today's topic was caregivers and faith crisis moments. Where is God in all of this? We hope that you will come back and listen to part two on the next episode of the Caregiver Cafe. Until your next visit to the Caregiver Cafe, connect with Roz on YouTube, LinkedIn, and her blog at thecaregivercafe.net. Caregiver Cafe podcast specializes in serving those who provide care and support to a sick or aging loved one. I'm the voice guy, but I'm one of you. So when Roz has on experts or frontline workers, I'm listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. In the meantime, don't forget to connect with Roz on YouTube, LinkedIn, or at the blog at thecaregivercafe.net.